0: Thank you for tuning in to our Restoration Life podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the message and share it out with your friends on social media. Can't wait for you to listen in next week.
1: Pastor Angel, I've known him since he was getting his butt whooped at three years old back in the church that I got saved in. But would you stand to your feet and give pastors Angel and Desiree from Reclaim Church, Austin, Texas, a big Restoration Life welcome. Come on.
0: Hey y'all, how you doing? It's so wonderful to be here and just blessed by your hospitality and blessed by the the sweet presence in this room. You know, we're stepping into a a week of conference. I just wanna share a little about that. In 2019, I got really sick. Um, Sick to the point where I was afraid to move. I was, I was restricted in my worship, to be quite honest. Uh, my worship went from being so free to being very tight. And I didn't know how I was gonna fly to the conference because I didn't think I would last the time, the travel time. But Tuesday night of the conference came and I was still sick still struggling, still super fatigued. And I begin to worship again, as restricted as I was in fear, standing still, but I still worshiped and I still cried out to God. And it was night one of conference where I got my healing. It was night one where I began to say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna restrict God. I'm not going to hold back out of fear. I'm going to worship because I know that you're my healer. That night I got my healing. That night I stood in victory. That night I was able to jump. I was able to dance. I was able to shout without any fear. Because I, know, I knew in my heart of hearts that God healed me. So I want to tell you today that when you come into this week, Whether you're looking for a physical healing in yourself, whether you're looking for a spiritual healing, whatever it is, I'm telling you that God can do it. Even if you're here this morning, this morning, your healing is here in this room. The Holy Spirit is already walking. He's already flooding this place. It's got to be you saying, I know that you have already healed me, Lord. And I'm going to bless you. And I'm gonna rejoice in that healing regardless. And so I'm, I, I pray this morning that as the word goes forth, I pray that you just soak it up. I pray that you were like, you know what? Not today, today's, it, it, I'm done today. Devil, we're shutting that door, we're closing every window, we're, I'm pulling the carpet out from under your feet because I know who my God is. We're so blessed by you and I hope today that the Lord just touches you and we're excited for this week and y'all could come visit Texas any time. You don't have to move there, but you could come visit.
1: Come on. (laughs) Oh, you got that. Amen. Amen, can I ask you to stand on your feet one more time with me, amen? Man, it's just a sweet presence. You guys sense the presence of the Lord in this place? I mean, come on, I just, man, God's already meeting us here. And I, I'm gonna be honest. We had a great time in the first service, but I just feel like God gonna do something totally different in this service, man. And uh, I just, I really sense this, uh, just just a, a heart of expectancy. And I just want us to pray. And, and before we do, I just, again, I'm so thankful um, for your pastors and for this house here. Uh, if you don't, if you don't know, um, that they, they they are like my spiritual parents still to this day. And I, and I I will say this. I know they got a lot of spiritual sons but I was the first one, okay? And if, and if you got multiple kids, you know that usually it's the oldest one that gets whipped the most, right? And you whip them on accident when it wasn't even their fault, but they just get blamed. And well, it's similar when you got spiritual sons. And so, uh, but again, I just, I'm so thankful for their life. They continue to be a blessing to, to my family. Um, but, but also this, this house, uh, Restoration Life, uh, this this is also our family and you may not know the impact and the investment you continue to make into our ministry and our church at Reclaim Church all the way in Austin, Texas, but you do. You have such an impact. You guys listen, you guys send us resources. You probably don't know, but you send us your pastors and they they come and they're like, Listen, you're not paying for it. We're coming on our dime. I'm like, Bro, you come anytime you want, let's go. And they come and they bless our church, they bless our ministry, but I know they're an extension of this house. And we just are so grateful and thankful um, for you guys. And I just, I really believe God wants to speak into some hearts today. And so can we just, can we lift our hands across this place? Just as a sign of surrenderance and we, I just, we want to receive from God. and, And can we just ask God to pour into us here and now, Father, We just come before you today, and Lord, we're so thankful for your son, Jesus. And we come today with arms open, with hearts that are expecting to hear from you. May we walk out of here different than how we came in, God. And we just pray, let today, let today be the beginning of something amazing that you want to do the rest of this week, God. Father, we are open and ready to hear from you in Jesus' name. Just Jesus' name we pray, and the whole church said amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Give your neighbor a high five as you have a seat with me. Amen. You can have a seat with me. Amen. And, man, I'm excited about this conference. Anybody, who's going to this conference this week? Come on. Yes. I'll tell you what, man. We are so excited um, about what God is going to do um, this week. Um, you know, for us, our family, we fly in every year um, this time to be at our conference. Um, and uh, I, unfortunately, my whole family's not here. Um, our girls had to fly back. They've got volleyball, high school volleyball tryouts this week, just, and so they had to get back for that. But we did bring the, our favorite, um, Brooklyn the baby. Uh, come on. Uh, but I did bring a picture of my family, um, and, and this is kind of our crew here. And uh, I'm just so thankful. Um, for their lives and just, uh, you listen, when, when God sent us to Texas, he sent out this crazy crew right here. And uh, that's my oldest son, Miles. He's 16. We're already looking for his next wife. So, uh, come on. holla, holla at your boy. holla at your boy. What happened? Oh, his next wife? No. His, his first wife. He ain't never married, all right? Jordan, we ain't looking for nobody, so don't even ask, all right? And there's my daughter, Kyla, and then again, the baby, Brooklyn. Um, Just so thankful for my family. My wife and I will be celebrating 18 years of marriage next week. And uh, your pastors, they did, Pastor Eddie married us. Um, I don't know why he let us. We were only 18 years old. And he's like, you need to do it, bro. Come on. Don't let her get away. But, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so thankful for this house. And, and today I, I do want to minister a message that I believe the Lord has um, placed on my heart. If you got your Bibles, you can turn with me um, to Jeremiah chapter 17, verses number 7 through 8. And then, you know, I'm looking at that picture of my family. And, you know, the other day I, my son, he's going to be a junior in high school this year. Um, and if you got older kids... Um, there's, there. You get these little moments um, where you begin to reflect when they were very little, when they were good kids, right? Come on, to, anybody got teenagers in this house? Come on, I'm praying with you, pray for me. I got three of them, so come on, help brother out. And, and so the other day I was, uh, he's getting ready for football season, and so I, I'm already shopping for, you know, looking at his cleats and stuff like that. And, and the boy wears like 11 and a half now. And, and I'm, exactly, and he eats like he's a grown man, and, and I'm, I'm kind of trying to get his stuff together uh, for his junior year of, uh, of football, and um, I'm, I'm taken back to when he was little, when he was only about six years old, and I still have some of his, his onesies hanging in my closet. I know, it's, I'm a sucker, come on. And, but there's these moments that I get of, of nostalgia where it takes me back to when they were very little, and Or you get those Facebook reminders or those uh, right, those stories that come up of when you looked a lot skinnier like 10 years ago. And how small your family was. And it, and it takes me back to a lot of these moments and these feelings of, of what was. And, and I can't help but, um, man, to just get emotional about it and think about those times when they were younger. And there's even moments where I'm like, man, I wish we could just go back. Come on. I wish we could go back when, when they didn't talk back. I wish we'd go back when, they, when you know, uh, boys didn't make them sweat. Come on, you know what I mean? And, and I, I wish we could go back to where they were so innocent and all you had to worry about was, was protecting them and them not getting hurt. And, but, but, but I also recognize, and this is something I'm learning and growing into, is that I, I just can't live in the past. That my emotions can't stay in the past because I'll miss what's, what's happening in the present. And, and, and everything in me, I've got to fight really to, to be present. Our lives are busy. Um, again, if you have older kids, you understand that it, it's hard to find those moments to be present with your children. And, and you've got to be active. You've got to be proactive about it. For me, I try to like start conversations and I'm like, so what's good with TikTok, you know? And they're like, oh, dad. They, they love calling me a boomer. Any boomers in the house, come on. They're like, dad, you're such a boomer. And uh, I'm like, listen, you ain't even old enough to be as cool as your mom and dad yet, so chill. But it's it's these moments that I find myself really fighting to be present. And and it's a message that I really believe that uh, the Lord has put it on my heart, that for the believers today, and, you know, we live in in a day where there's a lot going on, how many would agree? There's a lot going on, there's a lot of uncertainty, there's... There's a lot, are we going to, are things going to shut down again? Are they not? Do we wear masks? Do we not? Do we get vaccinated? Do we not? The, what, uh, who's right and who's wrong? Who do we listen to, right? Dr. Fauci, I ain't even going to go there. But come on, like, you know what I'm talking about. Can I get some good information for once? And, and, and if we're not careful, we find ourselves in a place where we're longing for what was. We're longing, man, I wish we could go back, or I wish things would just go back to the way they were. But I'm going to tell you, things will never go back to the way they were. And, and if we're not careful, we'll even find ourselves longing for what's to come. And we'll, we'll say, man, can we just get over this? Can we get past this? Can we move on already? Can we just fast forward? But, but I, I really believe a message... For the, for the church and for you and I today is to find ourselves being present in this moment. And, and I, heard, I heard a statement the, uh, a couple weeks ago that, that being present, when we talk about nostalgia, right, you, you find these moments of nostalgia, longing for the past, being present is having nostalgia for the now. And the longing to be in the now. And I believe, I believe the Lord would have you and I and place this deep need for us to recognize how important it is for us to be present in this moment. Would you agree? And the Bible says this. And let me read to you what Jeremiah wrote. And Jeremiah was, was really helping us describe and painting a picture of a very difficult time in the nation of Israel. And what they were going through. And Jeremiah seventeen seven through 8 says this. It says... But blessed, how I many want to be blessed in this place? Come on. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence, come on, it's not in government, come on. Okay. Whose confidence, come on, is, is, is not the, the different platforms feeding you information. Whose confidence is in him. Verse number eight, they... Will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream, and it does not fear when heat comes, and its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and never, listen to this, and never fails to bear fruit. See, Jeremiah wanted to paint a picture for you and I today. He wanted to paint a picture of a time uh, and a place that was, that was harsh and dry. He wanted to paint a picture of a place where it got hot and the temperature was, 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 was high, and where in a place where nothing seemed to be, uh, uh, where no life seemed to exist. And, in, and he's painting this picture in our minds to remind us that it's even in these moments that there's still something that trees can still produce that it's those trees that are confident in the Lord and it's believers that are confident in the Lord can still flourish in seasons that are harsh. You know, we, when we moved to Texas, uh, we, we love Texas. And to be honest, we have no plans of ever coming back to California. I know. Because then I come back and I'm like, man, I miss the beach, right? But one of the things I realized um, that I didn't really uh, appreciate while I was here is the, just the geography that's here and the landscape that's here. Texas is green, a lot of cows, wide open space, beautiful trees. But when I come back to California and I like drive the coast, I, I see the beach again. And then there's this longing for what was. Come on, I'm preaching to myself today, right? And, and and then I see the I see the mountains, and I'm just like another tear rolled down my face because I'm like, man, I remember Big Bear and the trees and the snow. And and, and you know, I see even, even even the desert is like, man, I, I did not appreciate the desert when I was here. I never wanted to go to the desert. Now I'm like, man, look at the desert, it's beautiful. It's so dry. There's rocks everywhere. Like the rocks are like, wow, look at that rock, right? But, but, but one thing I, you, you realize when you're in the desert, there's not a lot of life. It's very barren. It's dry. It's hot. There's hardly any precipitation. Come on. And, 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 and Jeremiah's helping you paint this picture of a dry, desolate place, but yet there is a tree that is flourishing and still has fruits. And I believe this is a message for you and I today because we live in some harsh times. We live in a time where the pressure is on, where the heat is, is being turned up a little bit. Come on, we're, we're, we're facing, we're, we're in a time where there's a lot of persecution against the church. We're in a time where there's a lot of agendas trying to be fed into, into our lives. Come on, there's, there's a lot of different um, ideologies that are floating around out there. Come on. There's a lot of, we live in a country that's divided. I mean, would agree to that. And it's a time where I believe that if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we'll begin to long for what was or we'll have a deep desire to move past where we're at. And I really believe that the Lord would have us understand and, and and the words of Jeremiah that even in difficult times, even in seasons, even in seasons that feel dry where the heat is turned up, that you and I can still be fruitful. That there's still, listen, there's still a command to be fruitful, that there's still an expectation to flourish. Can somebody say amen? And we see this. The Bible is very clear through Jeremiah, that you and I have an expectation to continue to produce fruit. That you and I have an expectation to continue to flourish. And, I, and, I, and listen, to, today, I understand that there's some people have gone through some difficult times. Maybe you're here today and you're going through a difficult season. Maybe you're here today and you know what, in this, this last couple of months and years, You've experienced loss. You've experienced, man, some sorrow. And I'm not trying to minimize that. And maybe you're here today and some of you, you've lost jobs. You've lost loved ones. Come on, some, some of you have been impacted more than others. But I'm here to tell you today that, listen, even in those difficult seasons and times, God can still do something good that God can still move, that your life can still flourish, that your family can still be blessed, that your ministry can still be impactful. Come on, that your life can still be influential. And I'm here to tell you today that even though it looks grim, and I know the future, man, it looks a little scary out there. I'm here to tell you today that with the Lord, when our confidence is in the Lord, that you and I can still be fruitful, that God can still move on our behalf. That's my prayer. And I believe this. And I believe, but here, here, let me go in a little bit on you. Can I go in a little bit? I know I could go in because I know who your pastor is. Come on. Because I know Sundays, he'd be going in on Sundays. I know. Here's here's the danger. Is for believers a temptation to pursue comfort over fruitfulness. If we're not careful, if we're not careful, because again, it's a scary environment. We we live in a time where the temptation, the temptation to isolate and pull away is very real. The temptation, right? The temptation to to pull away from, from culture, pull away from the world, and and, and it, it's so it's it's right in front of us. And if we're not careful, is that my beard scraping against the this mic? Sorry, guys. I got chubby cheeks. Come on, help a brother out. It's all that good Texas barbecue. Come on. Amen. Right? If we're not careful, we'll pursue comfort. If we're not careful, we'll, we'll believe this, this. Listen, there's an ideology in our culture today that God just wants me to be happy. And, and we'll believe it. Come on. We'll believe, and we even got scripture to quote to back up our theology. We'll use Psalms 9712, because I know I've used it. Come on. May all who are godly be happy. Yes. And you know what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll create a theology around our happiness. And we'll say things like this. If it makes me happy, it must be God. Come on. Oh, look at you. I know. If he makes me happy, it must be, come on, it must be God. And, and if it doesn't make me happy, it must not be God. And if we're not careful, we'll create this theology and we'll live our lives that way. But can I tell you, not everything that makes you happy is good for you. I mean, let me let me tell you, let me tell you what makes me real happy. Pizza Show made me real happy. Come on, somebody. Come on, can we go a pizza show after this? Come on, let's go. I ain't had no breakfast. I'm waiting for some pizza show. Come on. Pizza show make me real happy. But You know what don't make me happy are the calories that come with it. Come on. Right? Just because it makes me happy don't mean it's good for me. Right? And here's another thing. Just because it doesn't make me happy don't mean it, it's not good for me. Come on. There was a time where I didn't like going to church. Anybody with me? Come on. I did not want to go to church. Mama had to drag me to church. Just because I didn't want to go and just because it didn't make me happy didn't mean I didn't need it. And so if we're not careful, things like, things like commitment that we don't like or enjoy, we'll avoid and we'll say it's not from God. There's things in our life, if we're not careful, there's things that we'll, we'll, we'll treat God almost like a vending machine. We'll say, okay, God, I'll do this if you do that. God, I, or, or we'll say, God, I've been good. I've been a good boy. How about you start doing these things in my life? And if we're not careful, what we begin to do is we begin to avoid things that make us uncomfortable. What we begin to do is we think things that things that are unsettling, things that, things that jeopardize our comfort, we'll say, well, that might, that's probably not from God. And if we're not careful, what we'll do with this this theology of happiness is we begin to worship the false gods of comfort, of pleasure, and we begin to pursue things that we were never meant to pursue in the first place. And here's the danger in an environment that we live in today, if we're not careful, we'll begin to pursue things that we feel make us happy rather than things that help us be fruitful. And my prayer to you today is understand this, that even in harsh times, that you and I can still produce fruit. That you and I, even in seasons that are difficult, you and I are still expected to produce fruit. That you and I are still expected to be all in in what God is doing in this season. And my prayer is this. My prayer is that you and I, we've grabbed hold of that. Because there's a temptation to self-preserve in a season of difficulty. When the heat is on and the environment is, is, is turned up, you and I, if we're not careful, what we'll do is we'll pull away from the world when really maybe God is asking us to go and help save the world. You and I, we understand that the answer to this, all the problems going on, come on. It ain't more social programs. I like my stimulus check. I'm just saying. But I know that ain't the answer either. Come on. (laughs) I still still want my next one. I'm just saying. But I know it ain't the answer, but I still want my stimulus check. Come on, right? We, We understand that the answer to the brokenness in our world, in our country, is Jesus. We understand that the answer, come on, to the division, we understand that the answer, come on, to all the hurt and the pain is Jesus. And maybe, just maybe, this season of hardship really is an opportunity for you and I to go and proclaim the name of Jesus and see more people get saved. So my prayer is that you would be present. Be in in what God is doing. You know, we can get so consumed with everything going on around us that we begin to pull away. We'll pull away from, from the world. We'll pull away from the church. We'll pull away from what God is doing. When maybe, just maybe, God has a deep desire for you and I to be present and involved in what he's doing. You know, I'm, I'm still kind of a, an old school revivalist, man. I, I still, deep in my heart, I still believe that a great harvest is coming. I don't know about you, but I believe that with all that is in me. And I want to be a part of that. I want to be involved in that. I don't want to get caught on the couch while, while, while the Lord is trying to break out a revival. I want to be a part of that revival. I want to find my place in that revival. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this might be some of the worst times that we've ever experienced. It is in my life, but this might be the greatest time for God and the opportunity for more people to come to know him. And, I, and, I, and then there's something there. There's something that I want you to grab hold of today. That just because harsh times exist does not mean you and I cannot be fruitful. That the Lord desires for those that trust in the Lord, for those that are planted in the Lord. Listen, don't waver back and forth with everything that's being thrown out there. I mean, I, you don't want to know. I'm, no, I'm, I'm gonna vent a little bit. Come on, because I'm not at my church, so I could do that. Amen. <laughs> You know, what, you know what annoys me sometimes? Is when, when Christians come to me like, Pastor, did you hear? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about what's going on? And it's like I can see the fear in their eyes. And you know what my response is? Who cares? I'm like, you missed me with that. I'm like, listen, I understand, again, I'm not being insensitive. I understand there's a lot going on, but can I tell you something? I want to be in tune with what God is doing. I want to be a part of what God is trying to do in this season. And I believe the church needs to grab hold of that. You need to grab hold of that for your life. You don't have to worry and have fear and live in anxiety. No, grab hold of what God is doing and be a part of it. Be present. Be present. Be present in the now. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 43, verse 15, in Isaiah, there was a lot of things happening in this this time with the children of Israel. Because of their disobedience towards the Lord, the Lord allowed outside nations to come in and infiltrate them. Many of them were in exile and they were already taken from their homelands while others were still there, living in their homeland, anticipating the attacks. How many can see just, how many see that things are just not gonna get better, they're just gonna get worse? And this is, this is the environment that the Lord began to speak to the children in the nation of Israel. And he gave this word to Isaiah in, in chapter 43, verse 15. He says this, he said, listen, listen to what the Lord does. He says, he says, I am the Lord, your holy one. Israel's creator, your king. Listen, notice that in that very first uh, um, uh, uh, sentence, he reminds them, I'm the Lord. I'm the Holy One. Guess what? I'm the creator. Remember that? And I'm your king. Listen, some, some of you need to be reminded that God is still on the throne and He's still in control. That listen, it, it's, we can't get it twisted. We sometimes we act like, like the devil's winning. We act like, oh my gosh, ugh, there's this, there's this battle and we might lose this. Can I tell you something? God has already won. Any power that the devil has, guess what? It's been given to him on the leash. And there's going to be a time where his time is up and he's going to be utterly obliterated. Come on, don't get it twisted. There ain't no battle going on. No, God's already won that battle. And so you and I, because he's our king, because he's our Lord, he's our creator, guess what? He is for us, not against us. And we can live in confidence that, listen, he's already won. It don't matter what the world is doing. Can I tell you, let the world do what they're going to do. Let the world do what they're going to do. I, I, I'm tired of hearing the, the world is doing this. I'm like, okay. And, and it's like we're shocked. We're shocked that sinners are going to act like Sinners. How I many of you were a sinner and you acted like a sinner? Oh, look at you acting all holy at Restoration Life Church. Come on. we'll praise the Lord. Right? We, we get shocked. We're like, oh, my God, did you see this? You know, I remember the 90s. They were pretty bad in the 90s. Anybody remember Marilyn Manson, how crazy that was? Come on. Right? We we, if we went through the 90s and made it out all right, we're going to make it out all right. I'm just saying. And so here's the the challenge is is understanding, listen, I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator, your king. Then he says this in verse 16, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses and the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a witch. He's saying, remember... Remember what when you were escaping Egypt and you ran and you were faced with the sea? He says, remember who parted that sea? That was me. I made the way. I didn't let you Your end was not there. I made a way for you then. I'm going to make a way for you now. And I I feel like, listen, you don't have to live in worry and anxiety and in fear about what's going on in the world. You can live and thrive and be fruitful because your Lord is going to take care of it. Because he's God and he's our creator. Come on, you got to give the Lord a praise for that one. You got to be reminded. You got to be reminded. Reminded of what he's done. Don't live in fear. You see, sometimes... Sometimes we've got to learn to be. I, I love saying this. Sometimes we've got to learn being comfortable being uncomfortable. We've got to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Because again, I'm not minimizing the time that we live in. We live in a harsh time. We live in a time where there's attack. We live in a time where, man, there's real fear. Like, I, listen, there's times I, I have genuine fears of what's, what my kids are being taught in school. I have genuine fears about what they're, they're being fed online. But you know what I do? Is we start having conversations. So what, what do you think about this? Okay, well, let's talk. Well, this is what the Lord says. You see, you don't have to have fear, you don't have to worry. Listen, you, God's got you, God's got your family. You, you can still thrive and be fruitful in this season. Don't allow, listen, don't allow the agendas of the world, of culture, of the enemy to come in and bring doubt and bring worry. Listen, don't wish this time, as much as we want to push fast forward, can I tell you something? Be in tune in what God is doing right now. Because some of the most uncomfortable times are some of the greatest times. I believe some of the most some of the most difficult moments can be some of the greatest moments. Some of the most difficult seasons can actually be a setup for God to move. We see it all through the Word of God. We see it in, in, in the life of, of Daniel, displaced from his home, right under, under the rule and oppression of King Nebuchadnezzar, but God still used him. God, he, he still flourished in that environment. We look at Joseph. Joseph lived in the time, and he began to continue to rise to power even though they were under the oppression of the Egyptians. And We see it time and time again. We see Jesus came back when all hope was lost, when the Romans had control, but Jesus came and he took the keys from hell. Can I tell you something, sometimes these moments and these seasons, are just a setup for God to do what God wants to do and I don't know about you but I want to be a part of it I'm all in in what God is doing I want to be in tune I want to be present in what the Lord is trying to do you may be here today and you may be in one of the most difficult seasons of your life it's dry it's barren it's hard-pressed maybe the heat's been turned up I'm here to tell you today When your confidence is the Lord, you can continue to flourish, even under those environments. And that's my prayer today, is that we grab hold of that. Will you stand your feet with me all across this place? If you would, for just a moment, will you begin just, will you close your eyes and bow your head with me all across this place? In reverence to the Lord, just to avoid distraction. So glad that you're here today. So glad the Lord brought you. And and I don't know I don't know who you are here today. Whether this is your first time here at Restoration Life, man, this is a great church. I encourage you to come back. If you don't have a home, make it your home. But maybe you're here today, and I don't know if this is your first time, or maybe you're a regular here. Maybe you're here today, and this is your first time in church, or maybe you. Church is very familiar to you, but maybe you're here today, and if you're honest with yourself, your life is filled with worry and anxiety, and maybe it's because you've never made Jesus your Lord. Maybe you're here today and you've never, you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never acknowledged and accepted His death and burial and resurrection have never made that a reality for your life. Maybe you're here today and you've been the Lord of your life. Today I want to invite you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Let Him come into your heart. Let Him save you. Let Him give you a a hope and a future for eternal life in heaven. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if, if that's you, before we move on, before we worship and we pray, if that's you... All across this place, you're here, and you would say, Pastor Angel, I need, to, I need to give my life to the Lord today. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I've been the Lord of my life. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. And I need to make that decision right here, right now. If that's you, before any, without any hesitation, if that's you, and you'd be honest with yourself, and you need to make that decision right where you're at in your seat, will you just simply do this? Will you just simply raise your hand right where you're at? I see that hand. I see those hands. Hands going up. I see those hands. Just hold it up. Unashamed. 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 Doesn't matter who, who you came with, who brought you. But that's you. Unashamed. Just hold it up. Hold it up. Praise God. With your hand raised right where you're at. Right where you're at. That, that's a huge decision that you've made. With your hand raised, will you, will you look up at me right where you're at? If your hand is raised, just look at me. I see that, those hands there. That hand. That hand, my brother right there, my sister back there, right here. I, I, I see those hands there. Those hands there. Man, that's, a, that's, a, that's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life, this moment right here. And, and I want to ask, ask you to do some wh- wh- can, I, can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? Those hands that are raised right there, can I, can I pray with you here? Will you meet me down here? Just come. Will you come in? Can we give them a big hand as they come? That's all right. Come. Come on, get out of your seat, come on. That's all right. Come on. That's all right. Come on, that's all right. Just come down here. Amen. Come on, that's a big decision. Come on. That's all right. That's a big moment. God bless you. Big moment, big moment. God bless you. Amen, God bless you. Amen, God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Will you stretch your hands forward, Amen? Praise God. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna pray. this awesome down here. Come on, man. That's what it's about. Amen. Amen. Listen. Listen. When we, when the pandemic hit us in, uh, in Austin, it hit us pretty hard because, you know, our church is fairly, fairly new. We've only been up and going for about three and a half years. And when it hit us, it hit us hard. We had to shut everything down. And I remember, I remember telling our team like, listen, we might have to start all over again because it was, it was difficult time. We, there was a lot of uncertainty, but it, but it did something. Listen, it did something. We realized very quickly that because we weren't going to be gathering together anymore. We had to adapt and so we did what everybody else did as we started going online but for us right all we had was a couple phones we literally had like an iphone 8 to start with all right cheek you would not you would not been pleased bro you would have been like what's going on with reclaim church this is bootleg it was bootleg and then little by little we had an upgrade we upgraded to an iphone 10 thank god come on Somebody blessed me, came to church of blessing. I'm just saying. And we, we begin to upgrade little by little. And then we begin to invest in some cameras. And then, and then what begin to happen is our online presence begin to grow. Begin to grow. And we begin to see people from across the country tuning in. People getting saved. And we realize very quickly that maybe, just maybe, this wasn't a setback, but a setup. And, and I say that, I say that because you're here today. You're here today. And you may be in a season that's dry, that's barren. You look around you, there ain't a lot going on. But I'm here to tell you today, when your confidence is in the Lord, you can still flourish. And some of you need to hold on to that. Some of you need to hear that because you sense that you sense the pressure, you sense the fear, and you sense the doubt, will, will things ever get better? I'm here to tell you today that you can still flourish in a season that's hard pressed. And maybe that's you and maybe you sense that and maybe you're receiving that right now, but you're, that's you and you say, you know what, man, this is, this season has not been easy for me, but today I'm going to believe that I'm going to begin to flourish because of the Lord. If that's you, I want you to begin to lift your hands to the Lord all across this place and we're going to pray and I want you to be going to worship and I want you to be able to believe that for yourself I'm going to open these altars if you want to come get out of your seat solidify that at this altar make that declaration come find a place to pray they got people ready to pray for you but you're going to say hey I'm going to continue to flourish it don't matter what's going on out there I'm going to continue to be fruitful because the Lord has got me and He's got my back Come, we're going to pray, we're going to worship the Lord. Come on, sing it out to the Lord. Come on, yes, come on, yes. Father, you're worthy, you're worthy. Come on, yes, we love you, Lord. Thank you, God. Day and night, night and day.